From the Whiskey Tangent Studios in Marlton, New Jersey, this is Whiskey Tangent News. Hey everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, here with a, another edition of Whiskey News. Yeah. And joining me, as always, is Scott. Hey, everybody. So we're going to be going over some current news stories from the industry, environmental, local, financial. We're going to talk about the San Francisco World Spirit Competition, the best of class winners, and all those great gold medals have been given out. So we're going to talk about who won what, Yeah. which is a precursor to the whiskey you won't be able to find this year. <laughs> totally. We're also going to talk about new whiskeys coming out that you can buy this month. And then, of course, what's coming up on our podcast in the next few weeks. Scott? All right. It's July 2020, 2022. 2020, 2022. So many 20s. And here's all the news that's fit to drink. In industry news from Business Wire, Buffalo Trace Distillery has announced a new dining and tourism destination. This just came out like three days ago. The Buffalo Trace Distillery is planning to introduce an exciting new local tourism and dining destination at their distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky. While specific plans are still being finalized, the destination will be constructed at the Fair Oaks Lane entrance to the distillery on the site of an existing gas station and convenience store, (laughs) a property owned currently by Buffalo Trace. Operations at the gas station will end in August 2022, uh, so fill up your tanks now, I guess, with plans to break ground on the new venue to follow shortly thereafter. The new destination is expected to open sometime in 2023. It'd be great if you just pull up with a car and a big giant tank that they could just put the uh, gas nozzle right in and fill it up with Eagle Rare. You know? Yeah. Darest we say a little Weller Antique 107? Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Kicking, 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 kicking. If you think gas prices are high. (laughs) Right. Right. How much would that be a gallon? Oh, Jesus. $500. Yeah. From Whiskey Magazine, the Distilled Spirits Council has launched an interactive website of U.S. distilleries. The Great Council has summoned you. (laughs) The Distilled Spirits Council of the United States, a.k.a. Discus, has created www.destinationdistillery.com, a website that allows visitors to explore interactive maps of distilleries all across the United States by simply typing in a zip code and choosing a spirit type and distance range. Clicking through to a particular distillery reveals information on its history, the types of drams that they create, as well as pictures of the distillery itself. The website also includes various whiskey trails, including Kentucky's famous bourbon trail. However, it's still very much a work in progress, and there are many distilleries and trail spots that aren't yet included on the site. Yeah, I was at the spa this week working on my pleasure trail. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Go for like a little landing strip. Nobody wants that. Well, I mean, not nobody maybe, but... (laughs) There's somebody out there. There's a lid for every pot, right? <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> that is correct, Char. <laughs> yeah, I went to the, uh, looked up our zip code, and they only had three. <laughs> but if you want to check it out, once again, that's destinationdistillery.com. From foodandwine.com, Scotch has obtained an official trademark in the United States. What? Yeah, I thought this was weird. Protected geographical indications are important for both consumers and producers. For example, allowing drinkers to know their Napa Valley, California wine actually comes from Napa Valley, California. But protecting American products in foreign countries and vice versa can be trickier. And so, although the United States already has agreed to protect the word scotch as a whiskey produced in Scotland, the Scotch Whiskey Association has taken things a step further and officially received a trademark for the phrase scotch whiskey as well. But why seek a trademark for something that's already protected under the U.S. 
U.S. federal code. Well, the Scotch Whiskey Association states that having a trademark makes it easier to battle in court against counterfeiters. Mm. Said Mark Kent, their CEO, trademarking signals the industry's resolve to reestablish itself in the U.S. after the COVID-19 pandemic to ensure that consumers can trust that the Scotch they buy is authentic. In 2021, sales of Scotch in the United States were around $1 billion, almost 20% of the total annual exports of Scotland. That's interesting. Yeah, isn't it? It's a lot of money to protect. Yeah. What are you looking at? I'm trying to find the story that I want to share. Okay. Don't mind me. All right. I'm right there with you. Um, in environmental news, from NPR, a New Hampshire distillery is fighting invasive crabs by turning them into whiskey. <laughs> Don't you hate when you have invasive oh, crabs? Oh, my God. I- <laughs> Well, that was a bad summer for me, everybody. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Tamworth Distilling in New Hampshire has released Crab Trapper whiskey made with actual crabs in an effort to raise awareness of what is commonly considered one of the worst invasive species in the world, the green crab. Having come to America by hitching a ride on a European merchant ship. Damn it. Thanks, in, Europe. <laughs> in the mid-1800s. This was the green crab has been terrorizing the shores of New England ever since reportedly spending its days preying on native species, destroying their habitats and out competing other species for food. They must be generally in a disagreeable mood at all times. (laughs) They're such bitches. They're crappy. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I should have said that. (laughs) I tried to set you up. I know you did. The New Hampshire Green Crab Project has been working to find uses for these crabs as there is currently no form of population control in place and they're seldom caught for food because of their small size and unique gamey flavor. So when the Tamworth Distillery wanted to create a whiskey that had a distinctive tide pool aroma and tell an interesting story at the same time, the green crab was the perfect storm. First, they make a crab stock and then distill it using a vacuum still. The distilled stock is mixed with spices such as mustard seed, coriander, and cinnamon, and then combined with bourbon. And if you think that's weird, Tamworth Distillery also has a whiskey called Eau de Musk that's made with, get this, hold on to your hats, the excretions of the anal glands of beavers. I really, really don't have anything for that. <laughs> Which the distillery says exudes a leathery raspberry taste <laughs> and acts to fortify the whiskey flavors. Well, I guess like anything else, it depends on how much anal secretions you're adding to yeah, the barrel. right. If it's just a couple of squirts of anal secretion in a whole barrel, I'm sure it just adds a little, what is that tanginess in yeah, the background? Yeah, what is going? that? I don't know. Meanwhile. Is that green crab? Right. If you got, No, I think it's actually beaver anus. Oh, beaver anus. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. The Venus. Okay. Well, I do have something I want to add when you have a chance. You do? What What category is it? Oh, it would be um, financial. Okay, we'll stick in with the finance. In local news, Channel 6 Action News, right here in Philadelphia, yeah. has reported that a former Eagle has entered the whiskey business. Former strong safety for the Philadelphia Eagles, Malcolm Jenkins, mm. has become a board member and investor in Millstone Spirits Group, the owner of the New Liberty Distillery, located in Northern Liberty's section of Philadelphia. He'll be in charge of creating his own brands of whiskey exclusively from minority-owned farms that produce chemical-free, non-GMO barley, wheat, rye, and corn. They make Kinsey. Right. They make one of my favorite whiskeys, which is a Kinsey Zinfandel Finish bourbon. Yeah. We've had the Kinsey on the podcast before, and we're going to do another one coming up with the ladies. Yes. And you know what? We really need to get over there. It's only a few blocks from where we were when we saw the Dead South. That's right. I mean, anywhere in Philly is within our striking distance. Yeah, it's a big city, but not that big. Nah. No. So but, can I tell you what I'm doing yet? Oh, no, no, I can't do it. You don't want to do it? You want me to wait, right? I'm excited. Yeah, well, uh, you're excited? Okay, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> in financial news, 
Here we go. Ed has the first story. So the Sazerac company will be buying the Low Gill Distillery in Ireland, which I'm sure I didn't say it with the right swag on it. Oh, how does it spell L-O-U-G-H. Oh, Loch. Lochiel <laughs> Distillery in Ireland. Okay. To create a world-class whiskey facility and visitor attraction, expanding the distillery's capacity and the footprint. But uh, as we know, they are a monster, monster organization. Yeah. And by monster, I mean vampire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My belief, for those who don't know, mm. that if Scott and I were vampires and living forever, why not collect distilleries around the world? Right. And they continue to do so. And this is another example. I feel like I'm the watcher in Highlander, like the group that watches the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm watching the vampires, like they're getting another distillery and it also will house a couple of Irish whiskeys that they're moving there. Right. So they're doing this to up their profile in the Irish whiskey. Right. They own the brands, but I don't think they owned where the brand was made. If that oh, makes sense. So now I think I they're going to move them to the new facility and make their whiskey that they own there. Got you. Got you. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so I have two more financial stories. Uh, from InsideHook.com, whiskey is apparently the one product that can beat inflation. Whiskey has already proven to be recession-proof and pandemic-proof, but now it looks like the spirit may even be inflation-proof as well. According to research by the London-based data and intelligence gathering firm Global Data, who tracked 7,000 products sold in 40 countries, prices of whiskey have increased globally since 2019, but they've actually decreased when adjusted for inflation. For example, in the U.S., the decrease was a modest 1.5%, but in other countries, it was significantly higher. Smaller countries like Estonia actually saw a 22% decline in whiskey prices over the past three years. Well, we should go to Estonia. <laughs> having been to Estonia, Scott, yes, I will tell you that the way to go if you're in Estonia is to drink the local vodka. They make several delicious vodkas. I've sampled them all, and I even was certified as a vodka expert in oh, Estonia. Wow. Yeah, they gave me a handwritten certificate after I did five shots in five minutes. <laughs> Of the three of which were Estonia vodkas, the other two were Absolute and Smirnoff mm -hmm. as control shots. Oh, amazing. I'm sure that the imported products in Estonia are probably very expensive. Yeah. And the last story in the financial news, BBC News. This mm -hmm. is from, a cask of scotch has been purchased for a record $19 million. What? An unnamed female private collector in Asia purchased a cask of rare scotch for 16 million pounds or 19 million dollars US, completely demolishing the previous record of just 1 million pounds when a cask of 34-year-old single malt Macallan was sold at auction just this past April. The new world record holder was distilled and barreled in 1975 by Ardbeg and is more than twice the amount that Glenmorangie paid for the entire Ardbeg distillery back in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's crazy. Right? The record-breaking spirits tasting notes are Brazil nuts in toffee, followed by linseed oil, a suggestion of flowering black currants, sweet peat smoke, and a hint of tobacco. With a finish of bankruptcy and regret. <laughs> <laughs> and fire. Fire! Ardbeg will fill 88 bottles from the cask every year and deliver them to the buyer for the next five years for a total of 440 bottles. Yeah. So that's $43,000 per bottle. It actually doesn't sound as bad. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. It doesn't sound as bad when you say it that way. <laughs> right. I guess not. Because I've seen bottles go for $150,000, $200,000 at auction. Yeah, that's true. And Lord knows Scott and I have bid on quite a few. We bid like a hundred, and then they then it goes to you know $115,000. <laughs> right. We're in it for like four seconds. Right, right. But right. those are the most thrilling four right. seconds of our right. lives. Maybe everyone else will lose power. <laughs> Asia. Do we know what country? I'm betting Japan. We don't. It, it was just said Asian investor. She could be Indian. Uh, she could be. She could be La Laotian. Could be. Could be Sri Lankan. South or North Korean. Probably not North. 
Probably not North. Well, maybe she's one of the uns. Yeah, Chinese? Oh, uh, yeah, probably. I mean, the Middle East is technically in Asia, too, if you want to be really technical. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. don't you refer to it, but if you look no. at a map, everybody. Yeah, it's Asia. Right. They want to separate from Asia so much, they could just made up the Middle East. <laughs> Well, he's just pretty big. Kind of have to break it up. It is. It yeah. is. I feel like they got lazy. Everything else is a continent. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, wait, they found Australia after that. They're like, all right, now we have Australia. You're your own continent. Right. And then they realize there's other shit around Australia. So they all right, we're, you're Oceania now. It's like Tanzania <clears throat> and New Zealand. Right. And what, Fiji, whatever the hell gets wrapped yeah, into that. Yeah. I the Samoas. Geography, I know. Yeah. French pronunciation, not so much. Right. Exactly. Scott said something off the air to me I'm going to bring up. Okay. Talk about my inability to pronounce French. He actually said to me, you know, you could try a bit. <laughs> like after three years of this, the whole brand is me not pronunciating, not, not pronunciating French. And now he's like, you know, honestly, you could try a bit. I know what. Take all the fun out of you correcting me. <laughs> So, right, I, I know. so I'm going to secretly go and get like Rosetta Stone French and just stay up every night and not sleep and learn French. And then like fo, 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 all over you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're going to do what all over me? <laughs> Hello. You know, you could try a bit. Your tongue works as good as mine. Mm, wow. It does, but not in speaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have arrived at our feature story. Yes. The San Francisco World Spirits has finally announced their 2022 Premium Awards. So on June 24th, the San Francisco World Spirits competition announced the winners of Best in Class and Best in Show at the inaugural awards gala held at the Ritz-Carlton in San Francisco with a record-breaking 5,000 entries from over 40 countries. Judging panels awarded a total of 760 entries with the previously announced double gold medal. That's how many won double gold this year, 760. Out of which, only 152 advanced to the final round to determine Best of Class and Best in Show. And we have the results. So Scott's going to list all 760. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. So there are 36 whiskey categories, right? Okay. So uh, we're not going to go through all of them, but here are the ones I thought were the most relevant. And I think I have 10. Number 10. So as you guys know, uh, on episode 52, we did Irish. So best in class Irish was the red breast 27 year single oh, yeah. pot still. Sure. I, yeah. I mean, wow. Way to go out on a limb there. Yeah, seriously. And bring all your money. It, yeah. It's 115 proof. It goes for an average online, uh, $604, 1800 max. I saw. What? Yeah. It's expensive. Number nine. On episode 53, we did Canadian. So we'll do the best of class in Canadian whiskey. And this one was very curious. Pike Creek tenure, which we've had. Yes. We did not like it at all. But to its credit, it was probably three, four years ago. It was. It's a rum finished Canadian whiskey that we tasted because it was one of the ones that we mentioned on uh, episode nine. Wow. That was a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. It's only 84 proof and it's really cheap. So we went out and bought it and we didn't like it. We would have included on the episode if it didn't suck. (laughs) Number eight. Episode 54, we did the British Empire ones. Yeah. So the award for the most awarded distillery of the year was Star Wars whiskey from Melbourne, Australia. Wow. And we tried their Nova on that episode. Number seven, episode 56, we will be doing Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskeys. Yeah. And best of class Tennessee whiskey this year was the Jack Daniels 10 year at 97 proof. I don't think we've had that. No, we have not had that. I didn't even know there was a 10 year. We would have had that on the uh, Jack Daniels episode. Yeah. It's apparently hard to get. Well, that, of course, everyone aspires to be Buffalo Trace, so why not? Yeah, the MSRP is 70, but I saw it online for like 300. Well, I'm sure it'll be easier to get now that it won all the awards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Number six, 
All right, so the next one is the best of class scotch. Right. Now, this is interesting. This is the Ben Ramach 40-year single malt aged in sherry casks, 86 proof. It's 40 fucking years. Like, that shouldn't even be the choice. It's a novelty whiskey. Yeah, I got you. They don't have, how many bottles? Um, let me rent a minute. How I, much 40-year <laughs> scotch do they have laying around that distillery? I think you should judge products that are out there that we could buy. You know, how about that vat that that Japanese lady bought? <laughs> like, what if that's whiskey of the year? What do you mean? Like, she has it all. Why, why would you choose a 40-year whiskey that mm. we can't really buy mm. in the store? Like, what are you doing? You're just catering at that point to some bougie bullshit the original bib bouginess in bullshit <laughs> number five all right so the best in class rye mm. so here we are getting an american whiskey now it's exciting yeah so the best in class rye was called the lock stock and barrel oh yeah i've seen that 21 year rye oh i didn't see that it's sourced from the alberta distillers we did oh shit canadian rye yeah so it's a canadian rye uh it's aged in ex-bourbon barrels and bottled by rj cooper and son of philadelphia pennsylvania fascinating yeah it's 111 proof and i sold online for 500 dollars. well right because it's 21 years and i was so fit and happy at 21 years ago like it was a different world 21 years uh, ago like the sun was brighter and pluto was still a planet 21 years ago but you were mad 40 years ago apparently right, right. Well, I, well because you're mad at the 40 years scotch but yeah, you're well, not mad at the well, 21 40, year yeah, well, I was 14 i had no rights i couldn't leave the house when i wanted i had to run outside to sneak a cigarette because i had that terrible habit back then <laughs> oh shit you can justify anything i can <laughs> number four all right so now we get to the bourbons here oh, we go exciting here we go best of class straight bourbon right we did it on our podcast The 1792 Full Proof. The Portly Bad episode. That is correct. And made by Sazerac. Yep. Barton's, which by the way, it's, it really is validating for us because we drank it this year and we said, holy crap, right? Mm -hmm. This is so good. And we were actually able to score some bottles at the low, low discounted price of $35 for a cast rent. And now here for it to come out as one of the best whiskeys of the year. I'm just feeling kind of proud myself that we, in our ever-evolving palette, identified it as a special expression, if you will. Yeah. Number three, the next one is best of class weeded bourbon. Oh, interesting. The Weller 12-year won that one. Oh, I don't think I had the 12-year. No, I don't think I had that so either. So I've had the Antique 107. I've uh -huh. had the Special Reserve. Uh -huh. I've had the white AVSOP one or whatever. Oh, the CYPD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I've had that, which was good. And we both had the foolproof, which I liked a lot. Yes. I've never had 12-year. So good for them. Yeah. And once again, good luck finding it and good luck paying the $399 or whatever it probably is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, $347. Pretty close on average. Well, if it's $347, that means in Jersey, it's $450. Yeah, it's like 500 bucks probably. <laughs> Number two, the best in class small batch bourbon six to 10 year category was another one we featured. The old Ezra Brooks seven year. Yes. So once again, one of my favorites recently it's been up around $75 a bottle. I actually scored it at a local place recently for like 50. What did I tell you? Like $55. Yeah, that's a good 50, price. I think it was $52. Yeah. Cause the MSRP is 50, but like yeah. you were saying, you see it now for like almost 80 or even higher. I've, everywhere I've went, I've seen it for 75. Yeah. Well, now that it's one best of class. Thank God I have two bottles in my house. I'll never drink it again. <laughs> never get it again. It's gone now. And this is why it's I, off every shelf. This is why I stockpile. That's true. Number one. So the last one we have before yeah. we do best in show, the best of class small batch bourbon one to five year category and the best of class overall bourbon. The Penelope, private select. 
battle strength that we are drinking right now. Right now, yeah, we're drinking it right now. We featured the Penelope Architect on a quick taste earlier. Yeah. So what's interesting about the Penelope is the mash bill, right? So it's corn, rye, wheat, and malted barley. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular, the winner is cast strength, and 115 proof. Yeah. How do you like it? I love it. I mean, it's delicious. Yeah, we've been sipping on it the entire time here, and it's uh, really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't want to do a separate quick taste or anything no, like that, I mean, we already did the I mean, they, I mean, the San Francisco Spears composition has already done their quick taste. Right. There's no reason for us to repeat it. <laughs> but we were drinking it, and I bought it when it was a finalist because I knew that whatever won, even going out the next day, you might not be able to find it. Mm-hmm. People do wait for this list to come out, and then they just crush the shelves. And so, yeah, I know. So I bought some before the winner was announced, and I like it better than the Architect, and I like the Architect just fine. Yeah, I like the Architect a lot, yeah, too. Penelope Architect. You can definitely taste the, um, the toasted, the extra oh, toasted. Yeah. On it's it. so good. You got oak and char on the finish. Yeah. Quite nice. It's very sweet yeah. in the beginning. I might go out and try to find another bottle of this before it gets ridiculous because for being 115, I'm drinking it neat right now and Ooh. it's really smooth. Like it goes right down. Yeah, I didn't even drop some water into it. I'm going to I'm going to try it. Well, I did that Sunday. earlier. So did you? Not, now okay. I poured more. You know, I finished mine. So I put a fresh <laughs> one in. Yeah, <laughs> drink it on the rocks first, kill it, and then go back and drink it neat like I'm doing right now. Mm. Mm, mm. Mm. It's really spicy too. I mean, yeah, that's a rye. Oh, yeah. It, and the to- I think the mash bill that toasted together is what makes it special. Yeah. So if you have a chance to get the Penelope bourbon, be careful. There's there's a regular cast strength with a, a red, like a red box that's yeah. a barrel strength, yeah, which yeah. is still good, but it's not the winner. The winner has like a gold pea and a gold... Um, <laughs> gold pea? Yeah, gold pea. Wow. That's, how rich, that, that's how wealthy I want to be. It's a golden shower right there. Yeah, what a swell. <laughs> Yeah, there are several types. And uh, shout out to New Jersey Company. Yes. I mean, it's sourced. Right. But they put the right formula together because it won an award. So that would be triple gold for them, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, so the best in show whiskey, I've already mentioned it. Do you hazard a guess as to which one it would be? The best in show? Yeah. I mean, they best in show whiskey. They didn't pick that 40-year-old scotch. They absolutely they did. did. Fuck them. <laughs> I mean, you almost have to if it's in the game. Right? Yeah. It's like, all right, so we're playing pickup basketball, and, you know, like that commercial, Charles Barkley's going to be in it. All right, well, I'll pick Barkley, but I mean, he shouldn't be in the fucking game. It's just a pickup game with, <laughs> I got with people. You know what I mean? So, yeah, the 40 year old, I can't blame him. It probably is the best whiskey. It's a 40 year old scotch. I know. I know. When you were ranting about it, I'm thinking yeah. in my head, oh, he's going to love it when I get to the I mean, it's show. actually out of my system by now. You know what is in my system? The Penelope. That's my best in show right That's now. That's right. So, anything else? Yeah, we got the new whiskeys you can buy in the month of July. Uh, barrel bourbon batch 33 barrel bourbon batch <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's such a private joke for us i'm not even going to into it no <laughs> this is a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys distilled in tennessee kentucky and indiana from barrels that really aged five six seven and nine years it's 116.6 proof the msrp is 90 uh the tasting notes are champagne wait, wait who put this out barrel and what is it again barrel bourbon batch 33 and what's the proof 116.6. Oh, I thought you said the proof was 90. Oh, no, the MSRP is 90. <laughs> it's like, hold up, Barrel didn't put that out. That's a lie. Barrel doesn't believe in anything below 110. <laughs> oh, my God. It's true. I fucked that all up, but it's still funny. No, yeah. Um, we did, of course, batches 29, 30, and 31 on episode 51 with Jeff. Right. I mean, we'll definitely try that. We drink all the Barrel products. We love Barrel. And uh, when we one day release our whiskey tangent whiskey, it'll be based on the influence from Barrel. We'll blend two or three together. We'll, we'll make like our own little blood oath out of the world. Yeah. The tasting notes are champagne, applesauce, and candied grapefruit peel. Show ample maturity without excessive oak. The baking spice character is dialed up slightly, exhibiting cocoa power, all 
Allspice, Star Anise, and Juniper. Uh, so the next one is, and we have a relationship with this one because we just had it. We actually bought a bottle of it. It was supposed to be a surprise. This is a funny story. The Booker's 2022 O2, the Lumberyard Batch. Right. So the funny story is that I added it to our locker at our whiskey lounge, and my goal was to surprise Scott. It hit our locker. We were getting there on Thursday. And I mean, for the first time in the history of us going to the lounge, which is seven minutes from my house and 20 plus minutes from his house, he got there before me by like three minutes. Walked to our locker, saw the Booker's, then asked Anders, wait, how the hell do we have a Booker's in here? Oh, right. And bought it to surprise you. Well, I'm going to surprise him. So he poured me, which is funny because he said, I have a dram waiting for you. And Scott never orders for me. No. So I'm like, that's interesting. And so he's like, taste. What do you think? I'm like, wow, this is really good. I couldn't place it right away. I'm like, because each Booker's a little different. I'm like, mm. you know, Booker's is like, what, 124 or something? Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, this one is uh, 114.8. Oh, that's 114, right? Yeah. I mean, it didn't taste that hot. So I'm like, this could be 105. Remember, there's 250 whiskeys at the local lounge. Right. So it could be anything, really. Right. So this uh, Booker's edition was named in honor of the lumber yard where Booker No actually worked prior to his working at the Bean Distillery. 114.8 proof, as I said. The age is uh, interesting. It's very specific. Seven years, one month, and seven days. The MSRP is 90, but I just saw it in the liquor store for 120. Yeah. It's going to be good. This determines of what's in your budget. And if Booker's is out of your budget, then just go buy Baker's. Baker's at 107. Oh, it's going to get you through the night just as well. Just delicious. Yeah. So the next one we have is Garrison Brothers Guadalupe. 2022 edition. This is a Texas straight bourbon aged four years in toasted and charred oak and then two more years in port casks we haven't had a lot of success with port finished whiskeys well i mean we liked the breckenridge we did but it didn't blow our doors off no this one's 107 proof. The MSRP is pretty pricey. It's $130. Right, we All the Garrison Brothers stuff is pretty pricey. Right. We haven't really done Texas whiskey. No. We've done the Grayson, which is kind of like a blend. Another blend we did was Fistful of Bourbon. Right. From William Grant and Sons. The two big ones that I feel are down there is Balcones and Garrison. So this one, um, the Garrison Brothers Guadalupe taste, a sensuous creamy liquid, they call it. <laughs> Full-on berry fruit, ripe plums, strawberry butter on flaky morning biscuits, chocolate cinnamon lavender honey and toasted coffee beans that sounds fucking amazing well i'm glad to see that we found out where the ex barrel writer went (laughs) ah that's right (laughs) why guadalupe i don't know i know they're close to mexico so it's not racist but it just sounds racist when you throw guadalupe on there without telling me why (laughs) i guess they do a guadalupe release every year this is the 2022 i take that back scott will cut it edition uh they're selling about a thousand dollars at the distillery on july 23rd so if you live near there you can go and buy it at their distillery but then the rest of the barrels will be released nationally starting on August 1st. Nice. Uh, the next one is the Gold Spot. So this joins the Spot Whiskey family of blue, oh, shit, really? blue, green, yellow, red. They have a Gold Spot now. It's aged nine years wow, in bourbon barrels, sherry buds, Bordeaux, wine casks, and port pipes. It's 102.8. The MSRP is 126, but I saw it actually for 110. I would buy that. I mean, at that proof rate for Irish whiskey, I'm treated by that. Yeah, it Let's says buy a bottle of that. All right. It says it has a smooth mouthfeel with a subtle mix of fruit, a hint of clove, and cracked black peppercorns. Just like me. Sweet spices, vanilla, and cinnamon add to the wood's nutty contribution. No, honestly, 110 cast strength red breast is 99. We'll definitely try that. Look for a, for a gold, gold spot. spot quick taste because I want to taste it. Yeah, and a hint of clove and cracked black pepper. You don't usually get that. That's not a flavor profile of an Irish whiskey. Right, it's usually very fruity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is motor oil whiskey. So this is a few spirits production in conjunction with the rock band Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Have you ever heard of them? No. No, I haven't either. This is a blend of three whiskeys, the few bourbon finished in rum barrels, few bourbon finished in vermouth barrels, and a mesquite smoked wheat whiskey. 
101 proof. The MSR is only $60, but they only made 1,800 bottles. Yeah. Those are the things that were interesting for this one. It's grassy, sweet, herbaceous, bitter, and vegetal with a heavy mesquite smoke that evokes winding back roads, long stretches of highway, and pit stops at the roadside barbecue joints of West Texas. All right. <laughs> well, I can't argue with that. I mean, that sounds to me like it's going to taste a lot like a Texas bourbon. Right. And probably good with some barbecue. Right. And uh, two Stellum expressions. Nice. Also from Barrelcraft Spirits. One's the Black Equinox bourbon blend, and the other is the Black Fibonacci rye. I love both the names. God bless them. Yeah, so the Equinox is a rare set of bourbon barrels that were slowly layered in step-by-step until the evening of the Vernal Equinox, when they stopped, and the blend was completed in honor of the changing seasons. It's 117.26 proof. Uh, Its MSRP is 99. Dried apricot honey, Saigon cinnamon. Well, here they are back again. There we are. Brulee orange with subtle notes of grapefruit and jasmine. The Fibonacci rye, this is really cool. Six separate rye blends were combined in accordance with the Fibonacci sequence, which is a series of numbers in which each number is the sum of the previous two. So if I'm understanding them correctly, how they did this, it means they blended one part of their first rye, one part of their second, two parts of their third, three parts of their fourth, five parts of their fifth, eight parts of their sixth together in the Fibonacci sequence. It's 115.12 proof, again, $99. Honey and lemon with slight earthiness reminiscent of black tea, then brown butter and molasses, followed by clove and brown sugar with a touch of cinnamon apples, chocolate, and charred oak. See, I don't even think $100 is out of hand for that type of a creation. Right. But I'm going to say that they're getting away from the whole reason. Let me remind them. Hey, Barrel Spirits. Yeah. The whole reason you created Stellum was to have whiskeys like $50 so everybody could buy it. It really was. For people who didn't want to buy your $80, $90, or $150 bottles. And you can't help yourself. You keep getting so creative that you create these expensive expressions that you have to charge $100 for. It is interesting that they're calling these Stellum because they could easily be called these Barrel Black Equinox and Barrel Black Fibonacci Rye. Right. So it's interesting that why they made them Stellum. We really need to have the people from barrel on well the master distiller maybe not the but, owner but we can't well we can have the distiller on mm. We're, um, we will we're gonna win them over yes okay but they were offended by us so well what can you do well not all of them were well one person was we don't know what they were offended at <laughs> no we don't so that's it we're just going to talk about what's coming up in our next a few lot weeks up. The next Thursday, the 28th of July, we're going to have no podcast. Yep. Uh, That's the last of the month. We're going down the shore and putting sunscreen on and laying out for the day. Okay. Uh, I didn't know we were doing that, but okay. You're not doing it with me. We'll go to separate shores. Okay. We get some time apart. <laughs> We do. We spend a lot of time together. Right. On the uh, first Thursday in August, of course, we do an episode, episode 56. This was the deep dive that we uh, talked about earlier on Jack Daniels and Tennessee Whiskey. Right, because they finally got off the bench and put in some new players into the game. We have the Jack Daniels Bonded, which is a bottle and bond expression by them. And then another bottle and bond expression, the Triple Mash, which is a blend of three different mash bills. And we'll be doing that as soon as Gabe gets his fucking ass here. As soon as Gabe gets here tonight. But, you know, he's being a dad and shuttling his daughter all over. He actually should be here in a minute. He said he'd be here at eight and it's two minutes away. So. Right. Uh, so we have two minutes to finish. <laughs> here two we minutes, go. Two minutes to finish. <laughs> uh, the Thursday after that, the 11th of August, uh, we're going to do the chicken cock rye. After reporting on the last news that this was coming out, Aaron from Robo Marketing reached out to us and offered up a bottle for us. Yeah, look how the world works. I know. On the 18th, we'll do August news again. That's it. That's the news. That's all I got. 
All right, so listen, you know, have a great month. Track down some of the new expressions. Go out and get some of the winners from the San Francisco Spirit Competition before they become scarce. Yep. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. Cheers, everybody. Later. Later.